Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Is it you're buried in the ground wearing this and it promotes the growth of mushrooms? Yeah. From your body. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that I'd want to. <laughs> I don't know about that uh, either. I don't... <laughs> I mean, Again, bizarre. I, I, I eat hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, oh, still, I was, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating the mushrooms. Yeah. I, I love mushrooms, but I don't know if I want to eat a mushroom that grew on a dead person's right? body. Luke That's, Perry was buried in a no. mushroom suit. He was? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Huh. <laughs> and then, like, do you, you? where do they do the burying? Like, can you bury somebody? If you have a beloved relative yep. who passes away. Yep. Do you bury them in your backyard in the mushroom suit and then you eat the mushrooms? Like, you could be eating Luke Perry mushrooms. Right. Can you imagine the market for that? I am eating the mushrooms of Luke Perry right now. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, granted, where the body is buried would depend on your state's legislation. Like, I don't don't believe in mass you can bury a body on your property. Mm. Even if it's like a family member. But I'm not sure about the Um, details surrounding that. This is John. Good morning, John. Good morning, everyone. Happy hump day. Well, the same to you. So I have an obscure reference for human composting. Yes. The secret window, Johnny Depp. I didn't. I did I not see that it. One. I didn't. I did, I did not see it. Um, we don't have time for it right now because I want to get to the thousand dollar cash code. But at some point, we have to talk about what Johnny Depp says. Amber Heard. And his, her friends did in his bed. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. We'll talk about that at 730. Okay. After we talk to Tim Wakefield. It's disturbing, though. This is Mark with an obscure reference. Yes, Mark. Hello, oh. Mark. Hey, what's up, man? I had a... Um... <laughs> Obscure reference. Was it Breaking Bad when the uh, body gets all decomposed in the acid tub and then falls through the second floor? Is that yes. what that is? Yes. Uh, yes, that Daniel, was the reference yeah. I made. Oh. Yeah, Danielle made that reference. Yeah. That's why I told you to get plastic because it doesn't <laughs> dissolve. Did you even listen to me? Jesse! That episode was so great when Jesse was like getting into the various tubs in like the oh, hardware yes. store <laughs> and like seeing people like walk by. And he's just like, hey, I think you can fit a body in this one, man. Yeah. What was that? That was the drug dealer guy that they killed, right? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tuco uh, or what the oh, freak was, was that, this? Was that Tuco? No, that was. Was, what, was that was it Tuco? No. The guy who went tight, was, tight, tight. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Was Great it the guy show. they handcuffed in the basement? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Excuse me. Handcuffed? No. Uh, bike lock to the oh, support right. column. Right. That's right. I have to rewatch that. Yeah. I have got to find you time do. to rewatch that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. But of course, I'm locked in on Chernobyl, so I oh, can't get God. out of that. I, there was a texter earlier who said, I was so excited the other night when uh, episode three of Chernobyl started and they gave the warning about nudity. 
Oh, my God. Uh, but they didn't know it was going to be all of the male coal miners who were nude during, during, the, lot episode, of, uh, during, during the episode. A lot of swinging hammers uh, in that scene. Those coal miners are talented guys. Uh, Crazy 8 was the name of the drug dealer. Thank you okay. to all of the Breaking Bad fans mm-hmm. who were texting in about that. Yeah, Crazy Emilio eight. was his real first name. Yeah, Emilio! Uh, all right, what else is... Oh. We're going to induct a French mayor into the Mantown Hall of Fame this morning. Let's do that before you do the sports. Okay. The Hillman Morning Show is proud to present... You're the manliest man in the history of manly men. Today's inductee into the Mantown Hall of Fame. Is he the guy? Are you the man? So... Jean Debouzet, the mayor of Montereau, which is a village of just 650 people south of Paris, has issued an official decree saying he's favorable to the distribution of Viagra to institute a baby boom. Huh. So he's going to hand out distribution or, or he's going to distribute Viagra yeah. to all of his constituents. He's going to dis- distribute it to the people that live there already and he's using it to attract people to move there. Huh. He's using it as, as an incentive. Uh, reportedly, they have very low enrollment in their school system because yeah. the village is so small. Um, so any couples between the ages of 18 and 40 would be distributed Viagra in order to give them the chance of conception and preserve the schools and the villages. (laughs) They also said that the village council would consider a one-off payment to any couples who went ahead and had a baby. Uh, Debussy told uh, Le Parisien newspaper, a village without children is a village that dies. Very prophetic. I mean... It's basically going to be uh, an entire village that can't stand up. For, yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you go to visit there, everybody's right. going to be sitting down yeah. with, a, with a boner number 11. Did he say it was I mean, an incentive to I mean, move there? It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, move to the town where every man has an erection, honey. <laughs> it's like really the, property it's, values way right. up. It's like the wind blows and, <laughs> right. uh, and the entire village gets hard. Right. Oh. I'm trying to make a local yes, joke yeah. and I'm just oh. kind of... Is that a baguette in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Would you like to see my baguette? Uh, all right, Danielle, thank you. You're welcome. It is 7.07 and LB is out. I I don't know when he'll be back. Uh, it's a... These, it's I, a fluid I, situation. I can't... We don't know anything. Whatever. Yeah. Like a, a, we, don't, I don't, we don't know anything. Uh, he'll be back. He will be back. But now it's time for this. And now, Danielle. Nice girls do not touch their genitals. With a WAAF <laughs> Sports Minute. And if they say they don't, they're lying about it. We now know whom the Bruins will face in the Stanley Cup Final. The St. Louis Blues are headed to their first Stanley Cup Final since 1970. Now Schwartz looking for the redirect. Thomas to the puck. 15 seconds remaining on the power play. Petrangelo with a cutter. And a shot. Score! It's first in 14 games. Petrangelo's going to get the puck at the point. He's not going to waste any time shooting at you there. And then Braden Shen, Johnny on the spot, puts it to the back of the net. A just reward for a man that's done so many good things for the Blues in this series, Mike. The Blues finished off the San Jose Sharks with a 5-1 win in Game 6 of the West Finals in St. Louis. The Blues will battle, battle your bees starting on Monday, Memorial Day. The puck drops at 8 p.m. I cannot wait. And we are giving away tickets on this show tomorrow morning. So if you would like mm-hmm. to be there, 
the garden will be rocking. <laughs> and if you would like to see the Bruins and the Blues get it underway, then make sure you're listening to the show tomorrow morning to win tickets. And also, I am proud to say that the Bruins have chosen the Greg Hill Foundation to share the proceeds of the raffle that they are doing for a pair of tickets in a suite for Monday night's game. And I have shared the link this morning on my Twitter feed, Greg Hill WAAF, to follow me on Twitter and to go there and to buy raffle tickets. You get two tickets for 10 bucks, and you could win your way into game one of the Stanley Cup finals with an S, finals. Nope. Danielle. Nope, it's yeah. final. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was rocked for six runs in five innings as the Red Sox lost 10-3 to three in the, to the uh, Blue Jays in Toronto. Mitch Moreland, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Raphael Devers all homered for Boston, which saw its two-game winning streak come to an end. The Sox and Blue Jays play the third installment of their four-game series in Toronto tonight. Rick Porcello will oppose the Blue Jays' Aaron Sanchez. Boston's 25-23 and 23 right now, five and a half games back behind the Yankees in the AL East. Turning to NFL news, as we mentioned earlier this morning, yay for our pal Bubs. Patriots giving wide receiver Julian Edelman a two-year contract extension. ESPN reporting the deal features $12 million in guaranteed money with an $8 million signing bonus. Oh. The Super Bowl 53 MVP now in the fold through 2021. You know what? And there may be some who say Bubs is getting up there. Uh, it's his birthday today. He's 33. Mm-hmm. But I think the guy still has a lot of gas in the tank and is willing to put his body through uh, absolute collisions of a of a magnitude that the, that the rest of us can't even contemplate. Right. So I think he's got definitely has a good couple of years left. And you know what? He's kind of he's kind of besties binky. I mean it, uh, <laughs> it it like kills it kills me it kills me to say it. But he but he but he is. I mean you just you see it. And the way Brady plays, mm-hmm. when when he's got jewels, as he calls them out there, mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. he feels more comfortable, you know. And and the guy, I mean, listen, the guy, it's, it, we would have. There's no way we would have ever won that. I say we, I didn't play, but won that. <laughs> right, I love that. Won that Super Bowl <laughs> uh, against Atlanta if if right. Bubs if Bubs mm-hmm. had not made yeah. that catch. So amazing. Um, Ron is on the phone this morning. Hello, Ron. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? What's going on, Ron? Uh, not much. I just want to talk about the uh, Bruins in the Cup. Yeah, go uh, ahead. And um, I, I would like to place a wager with the Hillman Morning Show. Okay. Okay, I want... If the Hillman Morning Show wins, but you guys are going with the Bruins, I'll go with St. Louis okay. because I love the Blues. Yeah. Not the team, the Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So uh, I say this. I say this. Yes, my friends tell me I'm a little loco to go with the blues. Yeah. But I am. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, fingers, legs, and toes there, Hillman. All right. Uh, um, thanks. I think we won um, that bet. Do you think so? I wish he had gotten to the bet part. Right. I just blacked out. I, I don't even know what just happened. It would have been... So much more interesting. Is that, is that Scott changing his voice? Just, well, Scott was on hold for the first 45 minutes of the show, oh. but I didn't take his call. Oh, what, did he have he to would, go to work? Well, no, he wanted to give a Bruins, he wanted oh. to give another Bruins prediction, and I just, I mean, I go back and forth. People berate me if I put the guy on, 
I like Scott as a caller. I think he's, I think he does an okay job. So I don't want to single anybody out. Uh, the older I get, the the uh, less inter- less interested in conflict that I am. So I, I mean, that's because you have classes. But um, Ron may, Ron may have risen to the top of most disliked callers uh, of the most disliked callers list with just two calls in the in the in the previous couple of days. Mm. That's uh, I feel I feel like he may have per- uh, surpassed Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek the Steelers fan, mm-hmm. Jonathan, 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 Chad. Uh, no, Chad. Chad had a great call this morning. He did have a great I, call. It, he had a fantastic call this morning. So I've never heard anything negative about Chad. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, coming up in a moment, we will be joined by Tim Wakefield, former Boston Red Sox knuckleballer, and we'll talk a little baseball. Mr. Baseball could not be more excited about having Tim Wakefield on the Love program this morning. Tim so, Wakefield. Uh, and then coming up at 8.30 this morning, it is Ask an Attorney with Larry the Lawyer. And Larry will be here answering all of your legal questions for free. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. My pleasure to welcome one of our favorite Boston Red Sox legends back on this program. Tim Wakefield joins us right now at 724. Wake, what's going on? Yola, hello, uh, hello. Can you hear me now? Ah, oh, we got you. What's going on? Uh, good morning. How are you guys? We're great. How are you? I'm awesome. Well, the the weather finally seems to be here, which is nice. I know, right? It's it's not 42 degrees and raining. <laughs> must be uh, must must be killing the uh, the golf game uh, that you that you can't be out every single day. <laughs> Well, I'm actually uh, spending most of my time in Florida. I'm, at, I'm down in Florida right now until my kids get out of school, which is tomorrow. So I'm heading back to Boston for the summer tomorrow. Oh, you're back tomorrow. Excellent. All right. Yeah. But Make I've it... been back and forth doing some games and uh, cheering on these Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know Mr. Baseball over here has a bunch of questions, which I will, I will <laughs> let you get to. But just, I, I mean, if you look at the, the first part of the season and the struggle that they had, yeah. Uh, do you think that 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 has anything to do with the fact that they won it all uh, last year, and so there's not as much uh, desire, there's not as much uh, uh, pressure to go out and win it? Do you think it has anything to do with that? Uh, I don't think it has to do with anything of of uh, not wanting to do it. I just I think the long season, the long postseason, and then the Red Sox themselves, the organization wanted to give guys a rest, right? So they played for an extra month, especially the pitchers. They didn't want to push them too hard in spring training, and I think it's it's by design that uh, they want a healthier Chris Sale and David Price and the rest of the guys in September and October versus April. Um, and I, you saw that in the starting pitching. Um, and the hitting a little bit too. So they didn't get enough reps in spring training. Therefore, they got up to a little bit of a slow start. But now you're seeing them play better baseball um, as we go forward. 
And so with a 494 game season, you can afford you can afford you can afford to do that is essentially yes. what you're saying, right? You can yeah, basically... you're, you're, I, you you roll the dice on that aspect because you can't win it in April, but you sure can get behind the eight ball enough in April and May to put a lot of pressure on yourself. But uh, they're they're doing a great job now. They're a lot, you know. When Evaldi gets back to the rotation, that'll be great. Mm. Uh, their bullpen is amazing. Uh, offensively, they're a juggernaut as well. Uh, they, you saw a great series with Houston this past weekend uh, where they lost two out of three, but all three games were really, really close, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again this weekend in Houston. So, Yeah. yeah. Tim, I want to ask you about uh, Pedroia and yeah. his struggles coming back. And, you know, I was one of those people who was very surprised that he actually came back this season. Um, I am uh, – I am too a little bit. Uh, you know the 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 knee issue, uh, and Stephen Wright had the same surgery too. So uh, they, they basically took a cadaver ligament or uh, cartilage and replaced it in his knee. It's a surgery that's new. Um, it really hasn't been done a lot. Some basketball players have had it done, but uh, the rehab and the hard work that's gone into him trying to get back on the field has been. Uh, Brutal. Uh, I don't know anybody other than him that could really withstand the the daily grind of rehab and trying to get back on the field. Listen, this guy's been, you know what, like just crazy all out effort for the last ten, twelve years. Um, he's getting old, but listen, this guy's been the best second baseman in, in Red Sox history, in my opinion, and he wants to he wants to get back on the field and compete. So uh, he hasn't given up yet. I know we had some setbacks, but. Uh, you know, PD is one of those guys that you love to root for, and hopefully he can get back and, and get on the field and help these guys win. Well, I mean, you wouldn't give up either if there was $16 million on the line. <laughs> no, well, I, regardless of the money, I think it, it, it's more pride with him. You know, yeah. he's, he's yeah. one of those guys that's not going to give up no matter, you know, obviously he's been that way his whole life. He's not, he's not, he's not going to be told that he can't do something. Uh, and he's going to try to prove everybody wrong, and that's what he's doing now. That's what makes him so great. Hey, I want to ask you about Chris Sale. He it just came out that he was struggling with a toe injury uh, through spring training and through the first uh, first part of the season here, and he's finally come around. How, you know, people, some people in this room uh, may criticize baseball players <laughs> for having a slight injury and they sit out for a yeah. few games. I'm not going to name any names yeah. here, but. How does something so minor like that, or people always make fun of pitchers if they have a hangnail or something like that, that they <laughs> well, can't, it, it, you know, that, how does that affect the whole, the whole pitching system? It, it affects everything, pitching-wise, if, especially if it's your push-off leg. So if your big toe is killing you and you can't mechanically stay back and stay within your mechanics because your toe is hurting, so you have to kind of, yeah, that's the toe that's dragging on the ground, even though you have a shoe on, it still is very painful. And to try to throw a pitch with in the middle of pain uh, is not an easy thing to do. But uh, listen, these guys are, are very, very good at what they do. Um, they prepare themselves all off season. And even during the course of the season, it's not like it used to be where you, you went to spring training and got in shape for the season. You're, you're already in shape before you get to spring training. And, and to maintain that level of, of physical fitness throughout the course of a 162-game schedule is not an easy thing to do. Tim Wakefield is our guest. The the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees 
when they play in London are going to play on artificial turf. And yeah. I, I was surprised to learn that it's it's the first time in over a century that a Major League Baseball game will be played on artificial turf. Does is I mean, is that a factor at all, do you think? I don't I don't know. I have not seen the field. I don't know. I mean, is the I guess the whole thing is artificial. So there's, there'll be no dirt on the base pass, no what? dirt where the bases are. <laughs> I guess at home plate, there's no dirt. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. I know there's been I, – I watched a college game the other night on TV, and the, I think Northeastern has an all-turf field where there's no dirt at all. What? Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, these guys uh, not never have done that. The, the pitching aspect of it will be a little different too. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to watch. Especially how baseball players are with like routine superstition. Oh. Yeah, they get out there. All of a, there's no dirt. There's not even any dirt. That's gonna yeah, right. mess with some people, right? Yeah. You can't you can't draw your your cross in the in the dirt and right. home plate or on the on the mound or do do your ritual. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be baseball. Baseball players are the most ritualistic uh, human beings on the on the face of the planet. That's for sure. The, Tim, I know you called because the Red Sox Foundation is having a World Series ring sweepstakes, and and yes. a, uh, a fan has a chance to win an actual 2018 Red Sox championship ring. Do you know the value of that by any chance? Uh, the value of the ring actually is about thirty-seven to forty thousand dollars. That's just, <laughs> I think, the cost. I mean. Obviously, the value of it in, in my mind is priceless. Any World Series ring is priceless, but priceless. But uh, this ring of the the four that I've got a chance to see is spectacular. Uh, the organization did a great job. I think Linda Pazuti Henry had a lot to do with the design of it. It's it's a spectacular ring, and this sweepstakes, this World Series ring sweepstakes that one lucky fan will get a chance to win is it, it's it's the authentic ring it's the real one it's the one the players wear you will get your name on it um it's just it's a very unique opportunity for red sox fans to win this ring while while supporting a charitable you know uh foundation like the red sox foundation so um, i'm excited to talk about it i think you go to redsoxcom slash win and you also get a couple green monster tickets for a game you get recognition during a pre right. pregame ceremony, and um, you get to have dinner in the Dell EMC Club, which is the most important part to me. Um, <laughs> so it's a pretty cool prize. I've seen you in there before. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's for, for, for a dollar donation, and, and there's a limit of 500 entries per person. For one dollar, you can you can enter a chance to, to win this championship ring, and with it. Obviously, you said two Green Monster tickets to Red Sox game on August 10th. You get recognition during the pregame ceremony on the field, round-trip airfare courtesy of JetBlue, overnight stay at the Hotel Commonwealth, and a dinner at the Dell EMC Club and a Red Sox Hall of Fame tour. You know, And all the proceeds from this year's sweepstakes is going towards um, the Red Sox Foundation's two-self-run program, which is the Red Sox Scholars and the RBI programs, as well as, as uh, hundreds of charities throughout New England. So, you know, being the honorary Red Sox, uh, chairman, I, I know the work that goes into this, to the Red Sox Foundation and, and what they do uh, around around New England is, is amazing. You know, this this raffle alone over the past four times that we've done it has raised over $3.9 million. So 
Um, every dollar counts, and it's all going to charity, and it's a great job, opportunity for a fan to win an authentic 2018 World Series ring. I feel bad for the for the city of St. Louis because of not only because of what you did to them, but what the because of what the Bruins are about, what the Bruins are about. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like uh, what, what? How many times did we play them in the World Series, and now the Bruins are gonna win the Stanley Cup too? That's, that's not fair. But, um, where do you keep that ring? Uh, in a in a safe. Okay. Oh, I was I should I probably shouldn't say that because what happened to Gronk might happen to you. Right, where yeah. like you go like you, you like, but you so you keep you, you do you bring it out for like special occasions or I, I only yeah I only wear it on special occasions and I I probably I, I mean I only wear the O four ring because that's the most special to me yeah, yeah. but I, I I have four of them myself I'm blessed to, that the organization allowed me to have a ring because I work for them now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't wear them all the time and I definitely won't put them in a golf bag somewhere or <laughs> leave, leave, leave them somewhere else where it's unattended for sure. That, that ring does not come off my finger very often. Um, did you, I'm not going to judge, but you ever use the ring? You ever flash the ring to get in somewhere? <laughs> no. Get out of a situation? No. Why would I do that? No, I don't know. I'm never. just, I, I'm not oh, judging. I would. I would. The guy, uh, shoot, the guy is the, I think he's the, uh, Tim, you're the longest, uh, tenured Red Sox player, correct? Was 17 years? The longest tenured Red Sox pitcher. I think okay. Yaz spent 24 years there. Okay. That's, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. And that's because Ted, Ted Williams was there for over 20 years as well. Uh, but that, and that's because you played till you were like 65 or whatever, right? Well, six, six, <laughs> 66. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is a really cool thing. I'm glad you called about it. And your, your message to Red Sox Nation is don't panic. Everything is uh, everything's going to be okay. You you like this exactly. team, right? You like this I team. Lo- I, I do. I really like this team. Especially the uh, you know the pitching staff is starting to really pitch well, mm-hmm. and they're 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 deep. They're really deep. Even on and I look at Michael Chavis now has come up and uh, become the ice horse of of the Red Sox. It's it's pretty amazing to see some of these young guys come up and and do what they're doing. Were you as disappointed as I was in the Game of Thrones series finale? I did not get into the Game of Thrones, thank God, because I would have been probably miserable after hearing everything that went on on the final final episode. I'm sorry, guys. It's, that's TV for you. <laughs> and in your opinion, last question, in your opinion, what is the single greatest movie about baseball? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Uh, I'll give you two. Uh, sentimentally, it's probably um, uh, oh, it's killing me. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, for the love of the game. Oh, right? I lo- I love that movie. That's yeah. the, that, yeah. is that the Dennis Quaid one? No, that's um, that's uh, Kevin Costner. And he's Kevin in the Cocker, middle. Yeah. He's in the middle of a no-no. Yeah, yes, and yes, he's yes. Flashing back to his relationship. Yes, his relationship. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes that, yeah, that's yeah. yes. I love that movie. I, lo- yeah. I love that one. And and the funny one is Bull Durham because we I, as, as a baseball player, I lived that life. You know, in the minor <laughs> leagues, it, it, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, Wake. Thanks. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have All a right. good morning. All right, we'll see you soon. There's Tim Wakefield, <laughs> and it is seven thirty-seven. And today's weather is brought to you by the Massachusetts Health Connector, mahealthconnector.org. It's going to be sunny and gronk today. <laughs> 60, 69 for a high. Right now it's 53. And this is Tom. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing, Hilly? What's up, Tommy? Uh, 
Oh, Tommy, you're going to call me. Okay, Hilly. Uh, this is the same dope oh named Ron. If you guys, if oh, you guys can't figure out that that's Ron, I mean, does Ron, what do you think Ron has? Does he have a family that needs to be fed breakfast or anything today? Or? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Here's a text that says, I love that movie. Is that the one with Dennis Quaid? I, I get Dennis Quaid and... Uh, <laughs> Kevin, uh, Costner? Kevin Costner confused. Really? I think, are you thinking no. of The Rookie? Because that was an awesome no. movie too. No, right. I, 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 for whatever reason, I had it in my head that Dennis Quaid was the was the lead in that. Speaking of actors, we should talk about that Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp is accusing Amber Heard of slicing his fingertip off with a broken vodka bottle. Yeah. So she filed a. a $50 million, or he filed a $50 million defamation lawsuit against her recently. She countered last month with a lawsuit of her own detailing some alleged domestic violence incidents that happened between the two of them. And now he is hitting back against that with evidence of the stuff that she has allegedly done to him, one of the things being the vodka bottle incident. So he said back in 2015... He severed his finger, not because he was partying with friends, but because she was pissed that his attorney asked her to sign a post-nuptial agreement. She reportedly threw a vodka bottle at him. It hit a marble countertop and exploded, ripping the top off his finger. He contracted MRSA three times and almost oh, died because not, of it. Not the MRSA. Oh. The, the worst thing is what she and her friends did to his bed, though. They pooped in his bed as oh. a sick prank. Oh. What? what kind of a savage oh. does that? <laughs> oh, what? Like, really? What, 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 was, it, was it her supermodel friends? Yes. Like, what, I, don't, I don't believe what, it. Was, was, uh, was Emily Rat there? I don't or know like if Emrata was part uh, of the poop uh, group. No. Uh, Those uh, women don't poop. I mean, that's, no. I mean uh, that's a horrible thing mm-hmm. to do to a, to a man. She must be... Incredible in bed. Of course, I mean she's complete. She's loco. Banana pants. I mean, as just like Elizabeth Warren described, Danny, she's nuts. (laughs) So that means nuts. You know, you know how that works. The crazier Mm -hmm. they are, the better, the better they are in the in the uh, wrapper, as Mm -hmm. LB would say. So, all right. Well, I mean, he ought to kind of move on. I mean, it's a time. Isn't it time to move on or? She ought to move on. I mean, it every, seems like they're both trying to move uh, on, but this lawsuit crap keeps getting yeah. in the way. So There's like, like what, $35 million come, dollars yeah. up for grabs come here? Up, come up Hard with a number on and, from that. and deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to tell you people. Uh, all right. Um, Memorial Day weekend is on the way, and this Memorial Day weekend, WAAF and Clear Path for Veterans New England and Subway are giving you the opportunity to recognize those who gave their lives in service to our great country. So we would love for you to call our Salute to Service hotline. The number is 617-779-5454 and record your personal tribute. And the number again is 617-779-5454. And then all weekend long, we are going to play your tributes, and we're also going to play rock blocks of American <laughs> artists. So the greatest American artists, like, for instance, uh, the artist responsible for the hit song Shannon, um, uh, Michael Gross. Mm. Henry. Uh, Henry Gross. Mm. Uh, and other great American artists. Really? So, uh, a rock block uh, of Henry Gross. Yes. So yes. there's Shannon oh, yeah. and... and uh, yes, exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to demand that there is an earmoth rock block of American yes. artists this yes. weekend. Oh, like yeah. I'm going to talk to our boss, Joe, right. and demand that we get a rock block of, of, uh, of ear roaches right. over the weekend. A looking glass. Um, it's important, you know that, Memorial Day weekend, it's important to pay tribute, and you can do so with our Salute to Service hotline. That number is 617-779-5454. Our Vice President of Social Media on this show, Stanley Stiz Grimey, is in the studio. And for those asking, yes, that was a title in lieu of a raise. Yo! All right. Um, Always go with the title. um, Stanley's poll is up? Yes, it is, Greg. Okay. What is the topic this morning? Did you guys see the story this morning where a survey of, of parents found that the average parent wants to start preparing their kid for their future careers by, get this, the age five and a half. You're, 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 you're freaking kidding me. Five and a half years old, what? Greg. And you thought this 18 is, for college was bad. What is well, this? This is the helicopter parent thing. What was the, what was the term? That that the New York Times was writing about a couple months ago with regard to parents who are steamroller. Is yeah, it steamroller? I think parents? it was. No. no. Hold on, let me look. No. I've heard bulldozing, oh. bulldozer uh, parents. No, it was snowplow parents. I think. Snowplow, right? Yeah, that was a snowplow. Yeah, okay. snow, yes. So, th- these are the parents who go fix every problem mm-hmm. for their kid. So, you're telling me that the average parent now wants to prepare their five-and-a-half-year-old for what their career is going to be. Meanwhile, the average person doesn't figure out what they might really want to be doing until they're 30. Guy, do you have any idea how hard it is to get into a good preschool? (laughs) You have to put the name on the list like three years before you even (laughs) conceive. What? Like, what happened? I'm on four lists. (laughs) What what happened? (laughs) To letting them be five-year-olds no. or six-year-olds no. right. or seven-year-olds, like what? What about going out and making mud pies? Right. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, so uh, this is ridiculous. Yes. Also, Greg, eighty-five percent of those parents also know what specific career they want their kids to be in, right? And uh-huh. they want coding, coding, uh, code like uh, coding websites. And they oh, think program. the kids wow. should be starting to code by the age of six. Oh, that they should be already working on becoming oh IT God. professionals. By, yes. by, uh, all right, so the poll question this morning is? So a new survey found the average parent wants to start preparing their kid for a career when they're five and a half years old. Is that too young? Right now, 86% of our Twitter audience are saying, yes, that is too young. Oh, good. But that, like, but there's 14% of this, people that say, no, that's <laughs> totally fine. Those are the lawnmower parents. They mow down any obstacle right. in their kid's way. Or the snowplow parents. They plow anything, any issues out of their kid's way. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> On Instagram, 78% of our audience say, yes, that's too young. But again, 22% are saying no. I'm saying no, it's not too young at five and a half to be figuring out what you want your kid to do. Lord you, Lord, help us. What are you, setting them at the, the dining room table doing a mock trial? Uh, Objection! Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to play with my toys. Well, wasn't know? Greg um, in Mrs. Hill, Mrs. Hill's basement at five and a half years old doing the uh, pirate radio? It was the, the garage, breezeway. and it was, oh, I, was, I was more like 12. 
Um, and I had two turntables and a mic and a, and a mic- microphone. Oh. All, right. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Stanley Stiz Grimy. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and go to our Twitter feed at WAAF and determine whether you think five and a half years old is when you should be picking your career for your child and they should already be working on it. Here's a text asking if nose picker is a career because their five-year-old excels at it right Right. now. Um, Every driver Uh, on the pike right now excels at it. I saw a guy drive by me yesterday. He was two knuckles deep. I was like, pull me a good one. No whammies. No whammies. Um, It is 7.55. Breaking news this morning. They have pulled a body out of the muddy river in downtown Boston right in the back bay. Smiley face? We don't know. I mean, we'll have to cross-check it with anyone who's been missing. It uh, has been identified as a a male, according to sources on the Twitter. Multiple news sources reporting that. Uh, Not a ton of info right now, but about an hour ago uh, or so, uh, a few sources started reporting that Boston Fire was there um, at uh, Charles Gate East and Com Ave, and they were checking it out, and they did reportedly recover a male body from the water. So we'll keep an eye on that story for any more information that might unfold. Honestly, it's horrible, but anytime this happens now, mm-hmm. I immediately think smiley face killer. Call me obsessed. Well, it's happened I mean, enough times. Uh, see, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to rest until I get acknowledgement from law enforcement, FBI, local, whatever, that there is something terrifying happening with men in their 20s who are going missing from bars and showing up somewhere in a in a body of water. I mean I, I just I mean there's not it's it's it can it can no longer be coincidence and I refuse to admit despite the uh, the caller yesterday who was berating me I refuse to admit that it can just be happenstance mm-hmm. that people are walking away from bars and falling into to bodies of water and then showing up weeks and months later. I, I don't, I, I, no. I, I, I just, I, 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 I can't. I can't. What else is going on? Big cluster F in Salem. So they have a couple of uh, rotary projects ongoing in Salem right now. One of them is over um, by the, the Home Depot Plaza on Trader's Way. And the other one, the second one, they kind of popped up as a test rotary. Now, if you're familiar with downtown Salem at all, if you're headed straight toward the um, commuter rail station and you take the left over by where the, the post office building is, over by the square over there, there's a really weird little kind of, you have to yield if you're taking a right. There's people coming from the left. It's, it's a difficult intersection. It's mm-hmm. Summer, Norman, and Chestnut Streets. So they put this little mini rotary there. But nobody was expecting it to happen. So they're going to have it there for two months. They're going to experiment to see whether or not the, the, the rotary or the roundabout works. Um, and people are super confused about it because they think this is actually going to make traffic worse. We have a couple residents from Salem residents, uh, a couple reactions from Salem residents. If anything, they screwed it up. <laughs> Typical <laughs> asshole right yeah, there. Yeah, Always yeah. negative. Insane, and they should cut it now.
Well, what's the issue? Like, because because it was a regular intersection. It's a and it's, weird it's, intersection. Yeah. So it's not like a four way stop. You have if you take the turn by the post office, you can you you have a do not. I think you have a do not enter across from you. So you have traffic coming out from across. You have traffic coming from your left on a one way, and you can take a right to go to the witch house. There's no stop sign there. There's there's a yield sign, so people don't know what's coming on the other side of the street. It's just one of those intersections that if you're not familiar with it. It's kind. Of, uh, it's like Kelly Square. If you're not familiar with it, God help right, you yeah. trying to navigate it because you're not sure which. You're like, do they have a stop sign? Am I supposed to go? Well, Can you I mean, take that, a left here? I, I'm not even like. No, if you're coming down 114, going toward downtown Salem, people never want to take let you take the left by the post office mm-hmm. building. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. That's like every rotary in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Nobody knows how to drive in them. Nobody knows how to let other people go. Nobody knows that you have the right of way if you're in the rotary. It's ridiculous. This is Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi. Hey, what's going on, Amy? Not much. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Great. Great. Thank you. What's up? (laughs) So just have to say, have to comment on... Uh, I teach kindergarten, and I think it's totally ridiculous to have five- and six-year-olds think of a career at that age. (laughs) I can't even. I can't even go there. I think that the whole thing has just been gotten out of control. Well, You have to let them be kids. I'm I'm sure you interact with these snowplow parents or lawnmower lawnmower parents, but to be... Honestly, I can't believe that the average parent now thinks that their five-and-a-half-year-old should be working on what their career is going to be 30 right. years right. later. It's insane, Amy. It is insane, and I would like to think that most don't. Um, you know, I, I really I have a hard time with the curriculum demands and what they even expect these children to have to do in <laughs> kindergarten. You know, we need to, like, let them... Pr- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law